Hey, Dad. Hey, Joel. You know, I remember it was, I was in my early 20s, and I remember I was talking to you. I was complaining about how long it was taking for this thing I was trying to to pursue to happen. I was like, Dad, I'm just I'm sick of waiting on God. And and we started getting a conversation about what waiting on God looks like. And I remember you said this this changed my life. Uh, you said, Well, I don't think of waiting as sitting around. I think of waiting as waiting like a waiter does. And a waiter, if they're ever sitting around, they're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. What the waiter is doing is they're running around making sure that people have what they need right there. They're doing what's in front of them. And so yeah. you talked about it as active waiting. And I've talked to so many people over the years who they they get kind of confused about waiting, what waiting on God looks like. And I've seen one of two extremes. There are some people who who really say they're waiting on God, but really what they're doing is they're running themselves insane, trying to like push open any door they can. Yeah. And I, I've been that guy. I've been, I'm like, I'll push and push and push and I'll work on projects that go nowhere. And then as you get frustrated, I'm like, God, I was trying to be faithful. And he's yeah. like, just wait. Because in, in many ways in life, so much comes down to timing. I mean, right. there, there, so much in life comes down to like, you can try stuff. I've, I've done that over and over again. Uh, I've tried stuff that it's just not, I heard a quote the other day by Victor Hugo. He said this, there is one thing stronger than all the armies in the world. And that is an idea whose time has come. Mm-hmm. And I found that in my life. Sometimes I've got this great idea. I try and try it on my own power and it just doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden when I give up and God's like, now's the time, bam, I, I'm not even putting out any effort and he blows the doors open. Yeah. So I've seen that as one extreme. People pushing really hard, saying they're waiting on God. I would call it actively waiting. That's what I'm more prone to do. But then I've also seen other people who are like, I'm just waiting on God. And I'm I'm looking at them thinking, actually, I think God's waiting on you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> you're 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 sitting around waiting for him to open all these magical doors like a genie. But really, you need to get to work doing what's in front of you. So I want to talk about where is this balance of finding when you're truly waiting on God, and how do you know when it's time to st- when actually maybe God's waiting on you. Yeah. Well, I think in, in most everything and we do with the Lord, it's a partnership involved. You know, it's, it's, is it all of him? It's all of him or it's all of me. It's neither. It's, it's, he, you do what you can do. And then he does what only he can do. As Irenaeus famously said, work as if it depends on you. Right. Praise if it depends on God. And yeah. Both are true. And I, I just think of the, your, one of your first books there, the vision map where it talked about you, you divide up, okay, here's what I can do. Mm-hmm. I do what I can do. But then you hit a wall because then it's you, only God can do the next step. And so then you you do what you can do, then he does what only he can do. So it is it is a partnership. And I don't know, I think back to, uh, you know, I did a little sailing as a as a young guy in college, you know, mm-hmm. not not the big ship sailing or anything like that. You know, I was in the Navy, but that was all planes and airplanes and helos. Um but the little sailing I did was on these little dolphin, these little sunfish, you know. And, That's a little, uh, barely enough room for one guy, right? Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. squeeze two people on there, you know, but uh, it's a small little boat. <laughs> and it's kind of fun to piddle around in. Um, but you get out there sometimes, and f- fortunately, I was doing this in Corpus Christi, so there's never a day there's no wind. You know, it's always windy. Very windy in Corpus, but, yes. But there are times that you could get where there's like no wind. And so then what do you do? You're sitting there. You're on a sail. You're no wind. You got one sail. So do I just sit here and wait for the wind or do I paddle? And um, 
I think you can kind of maybe do both. You can you can paddle and paddle and paddle because it gives you something to do. Kind of keep you know it's like bingo keeps grandma off the streets. You know it gives you something to do. You're not getting in much trouble. You know, uh, so you can paddle if you want to. But the deal is, you better make sure you have your sail set in the right direction. Right. So when the wind does come, you are able to catch that. And I, I think the picture of that would be okay. So in my spiritual life, what do I do? I'm waiting for God to do something. You know, go around. You don't just don't just sit around and let other people serve you. Find something to do. You know, it says, "Whatsoever your hands find to do, do it with all your might." You know, so you you do that. You, you you serve people. You don't just sit around being a lump on a log. You know, but in the meantime, make sure that you're deepening your message. That you are growing in the mm-hmm. Lord. You're spending time in Him because. I think some guy once said, our responsibility is to deepen our message. It's God's responsibility to broaden the field of that. So, so while so the waiting that. is... Yeah, unpack yeah. that. So while I'm waiting, I'm spending time, you know, if I feel like God's called me into a particular ministry, for example, then I'm... Well, even if not, it's just growing in life. If 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 my ministry, maybe God's called me to be a plumber and I just... just there's no openings in plumbing school or no openings in the job market or whatever, you know. Um, then I can still be deepening my walk with him, spending time with him, spending time in the word, just spending time uh, learning what it means to be a man, to be a godly person. And while when I'm deepening that message, then when God sees that it, it's time for the wind, then the wind's going to start blowing. And all of a sudden that sail's going to fill and I'm going to start moving forward. So I can paddle all I want to trying to get where I want to be and it's okay. I don't think maybe there's anything wrong with that, you know, but it's just works of the flesh. It's just, it just gives me something to do. But what you want to make sure is that you, you're setting your sail. You're getting yourself spiritually in a place to where when the spirit of God moves, when that wind blows, you're going to catch that. And then you can move forward under, under the spirit's power. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that, what, what that makes me think of is Isaiah 40, 31, the, the classic verse, they that wait mm-hmm. on the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Yeah. And I, what I think is fascinating is, um, and this is where I, I tend to lean towards doing something rather than just sitting around, is the idea that uh, an object in motion will remain in motion and mm-hmm. I've seen uh, that's a spiritual principle. I mean, that's also, was it the first law of thermodynamics? And like an object in motion, if it's in motion, it will remain in motion unless acted upon by out, some outside force. And it, it seems like it's, it's in spiritually too, it's easier to redirect a moving object. And I've seen a lot of times people yeah. that say they're waiting around. I was like, this guy was telling me, I'm waiting till the Lord shows me where to go on the mission field. And in my mind, I'm thinking, why don't you just go explore some places on the go. mission field? Well, yeah. I don't want to go somewhere against the Lord's will. And yeah. I remember you you told me one time the Lord's will is a lot wider than most of us wider than most of us think it is. Yeah. I mean, King David talks about it. He says the Lord brought me to a wide place. And we hear this this verse that says, you know, the, the way is narrow and 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 few that find it. Yes, the path to God is narrow. It's right. only through Jesus. But once you get in the gate, man, the world is full of possibilities. And oftentimes we're sitting around waiting. It's like, we're at, okay, we're in the gate and we're like, okay, now Lord, use me. And he's like, dude, I'm going to use you, period. Just yeah. go find something. And oftentimes what we've got, to, what we have to do is just, it, this is the, what's wild about this verse. This is wait on the Lord, you'll renew your strength. They find that um, sitting around, I mean, you see that in exercise, sitting around waiting for the energy to do your exercise isn't going to give you the energy ever. You're right. never going yeah. to want to go do exercise. But when you get exercise and your body gets moving, it all of a sudden craves more of that. It's mm-hmm. one of those kind of weird laws that it's like, 
if you're waiting around for the energy, you're never going to have it. But if you exert energy, you'll get more energy. Like like begets yeah. like again. And it, that's when I think the challenge is for us is sometimes we do sit around waiting. Um, and if we would just get in motion, yeah. we may not get the clarity that we want. Like that happens with a lot of missionaries. We see that, you know, you run this missions agency commissioned every nation. And we see a lot of people that go on the field thinking they're going to do one thing. Right. Then they get down there and it's like, oh, this is actually why God brought us here. I was supposed to meet this guy and we start yeah. this orphanage or we whatever here. And and people look at that, could look at that as a failure because you pitched this idea. Oh, I'm moving to, to you mm-hmm. know, Peru to run this thing. And you get down there like, oh, actually what we need is a cafe for foreigners. Like, oh, okay. And it could feel like a failure to change directions, but really maybe that was what God needed to get you there. Yeah. And then the rest of it came clear. But if you got hadn't gotten in motion... If you're waiting around, where 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 yeah. are you going to send me, Lord? Where? Yeah, where? exactly. Because because you you couldn't have seen that potential. You would never even known that need was there had you not been there. And so you get there, thinking it's one of these glorious things that you could imagine the need that you're going to meet. And when you get there, you go, Oh, wait a minute. Here's here's even a bigger need that really is a need I could not even have imagined was here because I didn't didn't know anything about it. But it required active waiting. Getting there, yeah. yeah. And that goes back actually to that uh, they shall mount up on wings as eagles. You notice it doesn't use the example of a dove. It uses an eagle, which isn't used that much in Scripture. But uh, the difference between an eagle and a dove, a dove flaps a lot. Yeah. You know, and all the eagle does, he does stick his wings out, but they, they are rising on those thermals. And so he's catching, again, it's yeah. like I use the example of the, the boat. You, you, the wind, when the wind of the Spirit comes... You need to have your wings locked. You need to be in flight. Yeah. And so the, the eagle will flap a little bit, and then when he hits that thermal, he just sticks the wings out and God takes him there. But he has to do the initial. He's got to get off the cliff. Right. Take so, the jump. That's what I was going to say. Like, what are some practical things you can do to actively wait? Well, again, using missions, that's a good one. Um, you can you can take some take some exploratory trips. You know, you can take some, check it out. Um, the... I think, again, what you had mentioned about the idea of feeling like it's all this narrow, that God's will, it's kind of like the old uh, dance studio where you got these five step little right. taper steps on the floor and you got you step here, then you step there, and you step there. Right. And if I step on the wrong step, I'm going to mess up the whole dance. And it's not that way at all. It, the, the picture is of uh, like going into the Jordan River. When they came into the Jordan River, yes, narrow was the way to get in. You better stick within where God has stopped the water from flowing. But once you got in there, the whole land was open to them. Mm. And then it's a matter, do I go left? Do I go right? You know, uh, you just just start walking. God oftentimes will bless you wherever you go. And that's what you were saying earlier. And then we have that promise that if I turn to the left or if I turn to the right, if I get off of that path, if I do start really getting into areas I got no business, there'll be a voice. That's also in Isaiah. Yeah. It says yeah. If you turn to the left or the right, you'll hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk there. Don't go that way. Don't go this yeah. way. So again, just start moving in a direction you'd like to go. Cause that's the thing too. I think sometimes we feel like, well, God's will is exactly what I would hate to do. Yeah. And so if this is something I enjoy, it can't possibly be God's will. How do you know if you're moving too much though? Well, I think you'll start, uh, you know, the way of the transgressor is hard. <clears throat> it's like my picture of that is you're walking down the path and all of a sudden, if you get off the path, you start tripping over stuff and you start getting stuck with brambles and you run mm-hmm. into the bushes and stuff you kind of know when you're going a little too fast because you're off the path. I think a sign for me too is anxiety. When I start to feel anxiety that this isn't working, this isn't working, maybe I'm counting a little bit too much on my own efforts uh, rather than than God's 
Well, and it's, yeah, it's that wind blowing behind me. Yeah. You're starting to get in the bushes and things aren't working right. And and I'm getting tripped up here and I'm getting stuck. And it's like, well, you're probably off the path. Get back on the path. It's kind of like the guide's going ahead of you with a machete and he's chopping his way through the bush. But if you get ahead of the guide with a machete, <laughs> you're gonna be, yeah. you'll know it. And it will be. You'll be anxious. You'll be, what's wrong here? Things aren't working. Get behind the guide. Right. And whack, whack through the jungle. And the Lord leads us those ways. And if you get, I find if you get off the path, you will know it. So if you're not, uh, it's like that friend of yours said, if you're not doing wrong, you're doing right. Yeah, that's or right. Or what what's the uh, Augustine quote, you know? Uh, just love God, do what you want, keep moving. God will guide you, God will direct you. So if it's mission, or I use the kind of silly example earlier, if you want to be a plumber, start reading books on it, learn what to do, start fixing people's plumbing, start fixing, just start doing yeah. what you want to do. That's a, one of the one of the mistakes I see a lot of people make is they say, well, example, I want to be in ministry, so they're waiting around for the pastor to promote them to be preaching, and I'm like, are you go yeah. go to Bible school or something? Exactly. And well, you know, and, and a lot of times it's our own arrogance that that makes you think that or you're going to be slothful. Slothfulness, yeah. yeah. You think you're going to be promoted overnight, you know, but you forget with Joseph, you know, oh, well, Joseph, he just got promoted overnight. Yeah, but you forget he was <laughs> yeah. uber faithful in some really horrible situations. He went through lots of Bible school earlier. <laughs> Leading up to that. Yeah. And so there, there's the, that's the one mistake is being becoming anxious and overwhelmed because you're waiting actively and you're actually doing a lot of stuff on your own strength. The other sign is, uh, the other, the mistake is the doing absolutely nothing and then thinking God's going to promote you. Yeah. And like, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Like, you know, I'm going to write a book one day. Well, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting on the right timing. Why are you writing at all? Because it's yeah. a learned skill. And so many times we sit around thinking God's going to, we hear the rags to riches story overnight, but we don't hear the backstory. Yeah. The the 20 years of, you know, I'm a, I'm a 20 year overnight success story. Yeah. Like, that's typically how it happens. The preparation. Yeah. And we don't see that. The challenging times is part of that waiting as well as training. Yeah, it's what's preparing you for it because, again, you would, you know, it's like the guy who wins the lottery. How many guys who win the lottery really end up better off at the end? Most of them Not don't many. statistically, yeah. Yeah, and and the reason for that is they hadn't been prepared for that. It's just boom, and success is the same way. If it, if it came overnight and all of a sudden you're this superstar and you're you're really, you know, everybody's looking to you, you know, and all of a sudden you're just not going to be ready for that. It's going to. You know, it's kind of like I've been rich and I've been poor and rich is better. If I'm going to fail, I'd rather <laughs> yeah, fail rich, yeah, yeah. you know, but. Uh, but that, and that's a good point is maybe starting to see the waiting is maybe instead of calling it even waiting, calling it training. I'm not is. in waiting, I'm in training uh, because I don't believe God wastes anything. I mean, I, the longer I live, the more I see, you know, these, um, again, another book I've written coming out in March, uh, Connecting the Dots talks about how God's been in every season of life. He's prepared you with something that you're going to need later on uh, yeah. if, if you use you know if you lean into it and so the waiting oftentimes when you feel like you've got this ideal in your mind of what should be and you miss out on what god's doing right now because you're so focused on what you what you want in the future but right now is where it's at that you need to focus be present right now because there's something happening and it, yeah. it may feel like waiting for what you're going what you're really going towards but there's probably a lot more training happening in your life than you realize is happening right now. Yeah, and even even in the failures, because I think of like Moses, okay, so he ends up out in the wilderness for 40 years just watching his father-in-law's sheep. I mean, talk about a failure. A guy who's 80 years old and doesn't even have his own sheep, 
He's watching yeah, his father-in-law yeah, sheep. Right. You know, he's like he's the guy living in the basement. You know, uh, and so what a failure! But all that was preparation for something he couldn't see that God was going to do. And you think, use the example of Joseph. You know, I mean, he's just minding his own business, doing what his dad told him to do, and all of a sudden he finds himself in prison. He finds himself in slavery, and so even what we could see as failures, mm-hmm. God can use those things to prepare us for what he has in mind for us. And so it's, it's really a matter of trusting God through all the things. And, and I, that promise in Romans eight twenty eight about how God is working all these things together for the good. Not that they're all good things. Being in prison is not a good thing, but Jake, Jacob trusted God. He couldn't see how, how this was going to prepare him, but he trusted God. Moses, we assume he trusted God. We don't know. God hadn't abandoned him. Yeah. And so God can take even what we would appear as failures and, make those a part of preparation for his plan for us down the road. So how do you know if your waiting needs to be chilling out a little bit more or if you need to step up your game a little bit more? Well, if you're getting anxious, if you're getting headaches, if you're getting all stressed out, if you're yelling at the kids, if you're all frustrated, you're probably a little bit ahead of the guide. So drop back a little bit, let the guide get up there and uh, keep just serving others. If you're just serving others with a a good heart, you're probably not going to go very wrong. And then on the other side, as far as what? How do you know if you're if you're being a bum? Oh, if you're laying out little, um, <laughs> I don't know because bums have it pretty good, you know. <laughs> they do gotta get pretty good, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's just not gonna happen, you know. Yeah, and I, that's where I think again, if you're just serving, just whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Do it was unto the Lord, and um, so you're, you're saying not, always err towards the side of staying actively waiting. Yeah, always exactly. staying in service mode, but not stressed others. out over it. Not right. trying to make it happen, but as a believer, we're called. I mean, Jesus came not to serve, uh, not to be served, but to serve. So if you're going to be like him, you're always going to be serving others, but not with the motive of getting what I want. It's just, that's what I do because that's what love demands. I just love other people and knowing that in God's time, he's going to open it up and that wind's going to come and boom, I'll take off. And I mean, that I think that is the really important part to recognize is that Eventually, at some point, God is going to move, uh, and the wind will come. Yeah, he, there. He was that. Uh, he will come. It was a famous person that said that he will come. Yes, he will come eventually. Like you may have been waiting a really long time, and you may have been serving. That's why it says that. Do not grow weary in doing good. Well, For at the uh, right time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review on your listening platform of your choice. For more from Joelle Malm, check out joelmalm.com. And more from Rick, check out rickmalm.com.